0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a whole new episode of Full Seam Ahead. I'm your host, Zo, with my other guy on the other side, Mr. Cantu. How are we doing? We're How we're doing, doing good,
1: we're doing good. Like we just came back from enemy county, uh, an enemy country this past week came back from Dallas, but you know, for a French wedding. But you know, I actually wore my Astros oh, 2017 World Series shirt when we're touring. That
0: is. Look honestly. at you! Look at you <laughs> showing it off. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of Ranger fans over there though in Arlington wearing their 23 World Series gear.
1: Oh yeah, um, there's there's Ranger signs everywhere now. What used to be the Cowboys logos has been replaced with the uh, Astros logo. Astros or Rangers? I'm sorry, Rangers logo. My bad.
0: How about saying because the yeah. I mean the Astros did do pretty well with her in Arlington this year in the regular season and even in the playoffs. But that one win will continue to haunt, I mean, the Astros' history throughout the years from 2019 all the way to 2023. But hey, it is a hump day right now. Wednesday, we are recording this episode. Of course, if you're listening to us the next day, which majority of you are, Thursday, happy Thursday. Terrific Thursday, throwback Thursday. Last day for majority of school kids, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I know you're a teacher. I think there's some kids ending on Friday, but hey, it is Christmas time. We got the Christmas hat. We got Christmas Orbit right here with the oh, reindeer. Nice. And of course, I mean Christmas is here. The New Year's almost here. So we got to bust this thing out. Of course, we'll have our Astro's roundup. A lot of get, you know, a lot of things to discuss. Money management from Jim Crane. Uh, the future of the Astros and their spinning for, you know, potential free agents that are going to be happening like Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve. Uh, we'll get with that a little bit. Astros Christmas wish list. We did say the last episode we're going to have a wish list prepared and we do. So continue here that of course we have some players that made it to the all MLB second team. And then of course, last but not least, what is the stove cooking in the offseason? But Angel, let's start off with Astros and the money situation going around because I mean the Astros have been trying to figure out what they're going to do in in the winter if they're going to spend a lot, they're going to go trade. Well, they only signed Victor Caratini uh for 12 million and then they did a trade. So that was really about it. Dana Brown had even said that they don't see themselves spending a lot this offseason. Of course, you got to think about the future. Um like we we're saying with Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Framber Valdez, Kyle Tucker. There's going to be a lot of guys that are, you know, that are here for this season, but could potentially not be here for the future of the Astros. Of course, there's been rumors with Framber Valdez. A lot of teams been contacting the Astros about him, but to me personally, I don't see the Astros trading him away. So let's get with the real quick with Ken Rosenthal's article. He said, and I quote: "One agent in contact with the Astros says club officials are signaling the money is an issue." Money is an issue. And of course, per Chandler Rome's article, if you've seen that with Jim Crane, this is what he said. He quotes, we've been right at the cap in one year. We were over. This is what Jim Crane said following the 2021 season. He said, thankfully, because we have great fans and great sponsors, our revenues were good this year. The budget will be at the top of baseball. I don't think but one or two teams were over last year. We were over the previous year, but right under this year will be right in that range. And if you remember Angel at a time, I believe it was in 2021 or 2022 that Jim Crane had told the media, he's like, the fans pay the bills and we, as I'm saying, we, as it's saying the Astros, write the checks. Obviously, when he says write the checks, you're thinking about, oh, okay, well, he's going to go sign this guy. He's going to sign another big free agent. He's going to re-sign uh, the Astros players that we have now from George Springer, from Carlos Correa. Uh, actually, George Springer was gone at that time, but Correa for sure. Uh, of course, with Bregman, Altuve, all these other guys, you know, everybody was like, okay, we're on board. Jim Crane's ready to spin. Let's do it. We are over here doing our part of, you know, buying merchandise. Go into the concession stands and all these other things and ticket prices as well. Because of course, through the years, ticket prices have gone up. The nosebleeds from I believe it was like nine dollars a ticket at the time went to like 19, and then it's like almost like at 22, 23 dollars a ticket, which will be interesting what opening day looks like. To, uh, this,
1: day, <laughs> remember, uh, to this day, I do remember uh this day to remember looking at a, a, a ticket stub, right? Because you used these have ticket stubs and it had a dollar for yeah. the upper decks like. It was that crazy.
0: That that was back when, I mean, there was hardly any fans in the seats, though. Mm-hmm. But, of course, I mean, I do wish the Astros would continue to sell ticket stubs at the ticket windows. That'd be nice. Well, stubs, they commemorate different, you know, accomplishments. Jordan Alvarez, 100th home run from this year. Rambo Valdez is no hitter. You can have that to show that you were there. And obviously now you really can because now you got to buy a commemorative ticket and that costs about like 20 bucks. So I I don't like that part. But anyway, back to the money situation. The Astros payroll in 2023 wasn't bad. Uh, It was top 10, 10 with 192,667,233 dollars. And that was by USA Today. As currently right now in the Astros payroll in 2024, Track has it. As the Astro Six in Major League Baseball with $188,148,141. Obviously, it went a little low there, but hey, I mean, still there. And of course, we got to continue with the CBT talk, of course, and all this other stuff. But real quick, we have it right here, and this was on the Athletic of Ken Rosenthal's uh article. And as you see right here through the years, the Astro CBT payroll since 2019 2019 you had two hundred three million seven hundred fifty thousand one hundred forty nine dollars uh ranked fifth 2020 it was ranked second 2021 was ranked seven 2022 was ranked nine and that's current not currently but 2023 it was ranked 13th so angel my question to you because i think all the Astros fans want to see you know the management being spent, they want to see money spent into great players. They want to see players get an extension that we're not going to name, uh, but they want that and they need an answer because they're trying to figure out okay, well, was Jim Crane's theory? What is his logic? What is he going to do? Are we spending or are we like taking away not so called the dynasty, but is that baseball era of Astros baseball? gone and just got to look into the future of building through the farm system. So what do you think about the Astros money ma- management at this point? And do we expect any changes in their spending this year, the next, the future? What do you say? I don't think
1: uh, they're spending. I don't think it'll change. I think it'll stay uh, the same. And a big part of that is that since they lost at t sports, Sense, you know, it was a buyout. Mm-hmm. Now they ask they, they're losing $73 million Per year as well because of that because of the broadcasting right fees and stuff like that and then this is um for michael schwab he said with owning their own network with, with the astros and space city network the astros will most likely only get close to 50 million per year from this channel as it starts so that yes like you want the astros to sign these big time players but then there's also internal issues that you don't really see into light like you know like you said, right? The fans pay the bills. They got, so I'm sure they leave those lights on as well at Men Park. And now with the programming issues that's going on, I think that really hits the Astros hard uh, because it limits them for maybe they make it run um, at Jordan Hicks for that two because he's they, they, he seeking 200, like about, what was it, 27? I believe so. Yeah, like around there, about 27 a year. And it's just hard to compete with that when you have all these expenditures coming. Now, could they adjust? Yes might the fans be kind of like get that end of the bargain yes like maybe more expensive food more sponsorships right so there's Mm -hmm. possibilities to you know bypass that but i i don't think jim Cray will go over the threshold and like i like i I don't think he wants those fines so i think those to answer your question i think those spending like the way they actually have been spending in the last few years is is going to stay like stay to that
0: I agree. I mean, and you like you you made a great point with the uh, with the coverage with the network. I mean, you've seen Bali right now what they're going through with the Rangers having to find a new home. I believe Arizona, San Diego, they they got to find new homes because of the money from Bali, and then the Astros as well with AT and T. Now they got the Space City Home Network. They're losing a lot of revenue right there. And as of like you were saying, Jim Crane isn't that guy to hand out big extensions like ten year plus. Uh, over a lot of money and stuff like that But at the same time too, you see a lot of teams doing this um, I mean, it's very conservative if you look at the Braves, how they spend their money and how they give out contracts over there I mean as soon as they see a guy that's pretty good right there And then they give him an extension. You see that with the brewers. You've seen that with the mariners. You've seen that with the diamondbacks so I, I don't see jim crane going anywhere, but Staying the same. I think he's just going to remain the same, even though a lot of fans, a lot of Astro fans specifically, want to see difference. They want to see him go get the big time guys. But at the same time, too, they go get the big time guys. You got to look at the future. You don't re-sign Jose Altuve. You don't possibly re-sign one of the you know other free agents from twenty twenty five. No, yeah, twenty twenty five. uh Kyle Tucker and Frambois Valdez. So. It's like right now you got to be smart with the long run. Just look how the Dodgers did last year; they didn't spend no button, like no money at all. And for that reason, is because they went to go get Shohei Ohtani. I call that, I
1: remember. and you
0: did, you did call that. So fans shouldn't really see any optimistic of Jim Crane spending a lot, but you never know what can happen. At this point, uh, it's it's just looking like it's just gonna stay the same, and the, I mean the fans are just gonna have to get you know through it. Just nothing but that.
1: Yeah, and now I could see this in the future. Like I feel like if Jim Crane sees the Astros can't compete with these student with these uh teams that are spending big, like say the Mets or the Dodgers or even the Yankees, right? Then I can see a little bit, not like a desperate move, but like a more like all right, I gotta spend, right? Mm -hmm. So then if like if that happens then I feel that's when things will change. But, again, like the Astros were one win away from the World Series last year, and, and they're going to be in the postseason this year. So I think that but that urgency button in Jim Craig's dance is not it's still put up somewhere, stowed in the closet, right, because there's no need for it. Now, if he sees the season going downhill, maybe, you know, maybe in the trade deadline spend something or sign a guy, but, or, or even next year after that. But right as of right now, I don't see things changing.
0: Yeah, I mean, shoot, they're a top ten as we we're saying with the CBT. I don't see the payroll going anywhere. Uh, plus, like you said, they still got a competitive team. One win away from the World Series, from a third consecutive World Series. They've done it. They've done this since Springer has left, since Correa has left, since Garrett Cole, Charlie Moore, and a bunch of guys that were key parts Correa. of those Astro. Yeah, Correa. I mean, the Astros runs through the years uh, in the playoffs. Seven consecutive appearances in the ALCS. There's really no panic. It's just at the end of the day, the Astros got to stay healthy. A lot of the injury bug really played that roster in that team last year in 23. And if they have a healthy team going into 24 all the way down to October, then you could possibly see the Astros back in the World Series. And like most likely could be in the ALCS. But... Like you're saying, if Jim Crane sees a lot of these other teams spending a lot and going after these guys, maybe there is a change that he'll do in the future. But as of right now, like you were saying, I agree. I I just don't see it happening until that day comes along. So we'll move on with the Astros and money management, and we'll move into the Astros having two players making the all-MLB second team. Obviously, this past weekend was the all-MLB team show. You got first-team selections, second-team selections, and two Astros made the All-MLB second team. Jordan Alvarez was the DH for the second team, while Kyle Tucker was the outfielder selected to the All-MLB second team. Alvarez was selecting his fourth career All-MLB selection, while Kyle Tucker selected to his third consecutive All-MLB team. Jim Crane, I think it's time to get this guy his check.
1: Start opening yeah. that wallet.
0: Yeah, because thir- three in a row, back-to-back times going into uh, the All-Star. Almost a 30-30, which should be petitioned, but of course, MLB won that. But in our eyes, 30-30. Um, and then, of course, World Series champion. This guy is special, 5 tool player. Let's get that book going.
1: Yeah, Open and, that book. And honestly, I, I know you were telling me an offer, and I do agree with you. Um that they put Shohei Otani uh, for starting pitcher and DH. I think it, it was either or, and I think that and yeah. uh, that, uh, that, that could have gave uh, Jordan the first team all MLB. And I know you weren't happy with that. I know you told me on there. So I
0: agree with you, there. No. Yeah, I mean it's either or for me. I mean, no offense to Shohei Otani, once in a generation player. Haven't you haven't seen a guy like that since Babe Ruth? But come on. Let's give another guy a shot because I I will never forget. I think it was in 21 uh, for the all-star game. Shohei Shohei Otani and JD Martinez were the guys for the DH. And Jordan was having a great year in 2021 and left him off the all-star ballot. Well, the roster really. So, yeah, I, I just didn't like it. I mean, Shohei did have a great offensive year, but come on. Jordan Alvarez... I think he could have been a great selection for that all MLB uh, first team. So, happens. Just happens.
1: Yeah, I agree with you.
0: But, of course, the title on the episode 148 is Astros Christmas Wishlist. So, we did have to make a Christmas <laughs> wishlist. What do we want to see the Astros do during the last month of December all the way to spring training? So, without further ado, Let's present the Astros Christmas wish list. And Angel, we'll start off with yours, my man. Give us your three. And we even have a little bonus. That little cookie tray with some milk, you know, for Santa Claus. I think that's our bonus right there to the fans. So start it off, Angel.
1: You know, since we were on the topic of healthy, you know, having players healthy, I'm going to start with my third one, which is starting pitcher, dance McCullough, has a healthy season. Now, everybody knows what the issue was for the last. For the Astros this past season, and the reason why they cannot make it to the World Series is they couldn't win at home. I'm sorry, on the road, yeah. right? No, actually, at home. Not bad. Not bad. So I my bad. No, it was at mistake. home. At home.
0: I think yeah. I think the Astros only lost one game on the road.
1: Yeah, at home. I apologize. You are right. Actually,
0: no. okay. Sorry, sorry, everybody. They did not lose one game on the road in the playoffs.
1: No, they did not. They did, they not. did not. That was on my fault. That was yep. my fault. Right, I my topic right. <laughs> no, they could not win at home. Well, guess who loves pitching at MNMA Park? Lance McCutters Jr. So I think if a healthy Lance McCutters, this is going back, just looking at the numbers, this is 2020, looking at his home and road splits. Um, in the year 2020, it was a shortened season. At home, he was 3-0 with a 1.42 ERA. Away games, 0-3 with a 7.33 ERA. Let us look at 2021. At home, six and three with a 3.51 ERA. And it's a small sample size in 2022 because of the injury. But at home, he was two and one with a 1.50 ERA. When you can get a good, great quantity start from Lance McCullers, especially at home, I think that's a difference maker there because
0: yeah. th-
1: th- it was, again, it was just that one win at home. <laughs> Once that's McCullers start, especially in the postseason. You know he gets a little amped up when he hears that Houston crowd. I think that's a. I think you, you make you may could be looking at a back-to-back World Series championship for the Astros at that point. And then my, which was the first one was, Astros make a trade for Chicago's White Sox Ryan pitcher and 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 outfielder Luis um, Roberto Jr. as well. Now just having that that Cuban connection there, like. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm just like just imagine Reese Robert at center, maybe a little sprinkle in Jordan Alvarez at left. You got Kyle Tucker in right. That's just magnificent, especially that lineup. That chef lineup's kiss. gonna be a, yeah exactly a chef case. So, and then just to help out the the rotation as well, because that's always a question mark. I feel for the Astros staying healthy wise, right? That rotation, and we, you can have you can never have too many arms. Tennessee's is a great one. I know he had a. Up and down season last this past year, but but you know what, like, like you've seen what he can do, and he can do great things there. And then, lastly, could could Astros have a money making TV station (laughs) that shouldn't be an issue, but it is, you know, 2024 2023 issues. But that's my three wishes. And for my bonus one, you know what, I'm gonna give Santa Claus a little extra sweetness in those cookies because. The Astros, um, hopefully they get their third World Series cha- uh, championship. They already cemented the dynasty, but now even leaving no question about the Astros dynasty This in, in these golden years.
0: Yep, 2017, 2019, 2021, 2022, four World Series appearances. They've only won two. They could win three. They could have won three in 2019, but we are not gonna go over that. That that's just for a different day. But let's go with mine real quick. I mean, I love the Christmas list that you put out. I mean, Luis Robert Jr. and Dylan Cease and an Astros rotation with Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez. Oh my God! You're you're looking at 2019 vibes right there. And then exactly. plus with Luis Robert Jr. and center field, which it, it, most likely you would probably have to give up Chaz McCormick. Yeah. But, I mean, Luis Robert Jr., my gosh. The, the guy has some power on him.
1: I remember we were covering that game with the White Sox when Luis Robert was, like, robbing home, home runs, jumping fences. Like, it was like if you hit it in center field, it was an out no matter where it was hit. Like, it, was, it was The crazy. guy could cover some ground. Yeah. No
0: offense to Chas McCormick. He, I mean, he could do – I mean, he's he a dog out there too. Yeah. He, he's a dog out there. But Luis Robert Jr., I mean, that's a different breed. That is a different breed. Love some – Chazzy Fizz, but, I mean, between him and Luis Robert Jr., which, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you put it on baseball reference, there's there's could be some debate about it. I, I, I'm i honestly leaning towards Luis Robert Jr., but anyway, yeah, and then Lance McCullers Jr., too. That that one, Astros fans really want a healthy LMJ since that contract he had signed as an extension for the Astros, but love the list. Hopefully uh, Santa gets those wish lists and those gifts correctly for you. But let's move on to my real quick. Uh, my first one, could the Astros sign right-handed pitcher and Houstonian Cy Creek alum on the Cypress side of Houston, Texas. That is northeast of Houston. No, northwest of Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Jordan Hicks. I would love to see this guy in an Astros uniform. The I guy brings some heat. Yeah, the guy brings some heat. Real quick. Last year, 65 games, he had a 3-9 record, 329 ERA, uh, had 81 strikeouts, a 1.36 whip. And then just let's go over the percentiles that he presented on Baseball Savant. Fastball run value is at 11, which is the 87 percentile, which is great. And then not to mention the XERA, the X batting average, 333 with the XERA, 210 opponent batting average for the x batting average uh, line, and, of course, the fastball velo. When you think of Jordan Hicks, you're thinking of 100-plus automatically. The guy, I believe, had a time, had threw 105 miles per hour fastball, I want to say. but um, Yeah, but the fastball velo is there, 100 percentile, uh, averages at 100.1. Got a fastball like that, my gosh. That is just hard for a hitter to recognize the off-speed and then 100-plus fastball coming at you.
1: And then the thing with Jordan Hicks, it's not a straight fastball. It's that two-seamer, too. So it's that running it just, action. yeah.
0: It just tails on you. And then not to mention, real quick, I mean, who doesn't love grand ball percentages like Frambois Valdez? Jordan Hicks is up there with him with a nice six percentile. 58.9% of the time, he gets a ground ball into the infield. And when you have an infield behind you like the Astros, my gosh. I mean, why, why wouldn't you want the ball to be on the ground for you at that time in a, in a really hard situation, too? So Astros, Santa, if you're listening to me up there in the North Pole, please figure a way out, even though it is a lot of money, like you were saying, Angel, like 20 million. Try to figure something out. I think um, Jordan Hicks replacing Hector Neris or even Hector Neris coming back to the Astros, I think that'd be a great combo. Next, the Astros, and we've talked about this in the beginning of the show almost. Kyle Tucker, the Astros need to sign Kyle Tucker to a contract extension. Can we see it happen? Yes. Can it happen before spring training? Yes. But time is ticking. And this past year, like we were talking about the numbers, he had a great year, almost a 30, 30 season for him. Uh, He's just going to get better. He's just going to get better. And if the Astros don't find a way to get that contract going before, it could happen during the season, like Jordan Alvarez, but I think Astros fans and I think the baseball front office for the Astros and Kyle Tucker, including himself, would rather have that extension talk and get it done before spring training. So, Jim Crane, like we said about this before, let's open the pocketbooks, man. Let's open it up. I think Kyle Tucker would love to see that happening. But last but not least, can the Astros – I wish the Astros – would wear multiple throwback uniforms this coming season. I would love to see a tequila sunrise sleeve jersey on that Astros field. I would love to see a rainbow on the Astros field. Throw me some 90s uniform. I was born in the 90s. I wouldn't mind seeing that gold star out there with that navy blue uniform. Or maybe go back in time when we just started watching Astros baseball to the brick red uniforms, to the pinstripe black Astro jerseys with the black hat. I wouldn't mind seeing that on the field. Uh, it's been a while. I think if I can remember, I would say 2021 was the last time the Astros presented a throwback uniform on the field. If it's not 21, it was in 2019. But I would love to see some throwback unis on the field. I, this past year, they wore the the Negro Leagues Eagles, the Houston Eagles. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't mind that. That was phenomenal. That looked fantastic on the field with the KC Monarchs. But Angel, if you had to decide on a jersey, man, which one would you go with?
1: You know what? I'm like between the Zakita Sunrise jerseys. I've always liked those. And then also the Navy with the Golden Star. I really like those two.
0: Can't go wrong with none of those, honestly, dude. I mean, the the history through the uniform, you know, from the Astros era has been phenomenal from the gold shooting not from the gold, but the shooting star, the Cole 45 jerseys. Um, the the cream jersey with the tequila sunrise on the sleeve and then the rainbow. I mean, the Astros have had some phenomenal uniforms throughout their history as an organization. And I would just love to see one of those uniforms on the field at Minute Maid Park, maybe for Hall of Fame weekend. I I would love to see that, you know, go back in time since, you know, all these historical players that wore the Astros jersey presented on the field for those guys.
1: Speaking of, like, the wonderful Astros uniform they have. Because I agree with you, they've had some great Astros uniform. Do you think the ones they wear now are like a downgrade, or or you think or you like them evenly? Like, there's some scale.
0: I like them evenly. I'd go with this. The evenly part for them jerseys. I would go with like the 2000 era. I would go with the pinstripe and the brick red, the road gray. As I a think downgrade, goes, I'm sorry? as not a downgrade, but as in the same kind of gray level, I guess you could say. Okay. Because it's not their best uniform. I do like the orange jersey. I do like the navy blue alternate with the rainbow on the side of their jerseys. But I mean, when you when you go against the you know Tequila Sunrise sleeve, the cream, the gold star, oh man, yeah, it's it's hard not to choose those jerseys over these as of right now.
1: Uh, I guess that.
0: But last but not least, like Angel said, he wanted to put something in Santa's cookies. Well, I'm going to throw some sprinkles on the top because this is happening in 2024. I would love not the Astros, but the Baseball Hall of Fame to get closer, left-handed pitcher, throwing 100-plus with a nasty slider, Billy the Kid Wagner into the Hall of Fame this year. Love to see it. Even if it's barely over that 75% threshold, The guy deserves it. He's on the numbers with Mario Rivera, Trevor Hoffman, one of the two of the best closers in the game. And, of course, uh, I don't know if you saw MLB Network's Prime 9. They've been doing that a little bit more lately with ranking each position. Uh, Craig Biggio was on there. Jeff Bagwell was on there. Well, even on the closers, Bailey Wagner was on the list with a bunch of closing, uh, a bunch of closers in the Hall of Fame as of right now. So, by the way find a way to get him in keep voting
1: yeah and i'm actually looking at the tracker
0: now i think he's barely beneath the 70% 69% nice
1: nice 69% so i don't know you know still again,
0: still got a lot of ballots out there to you know fill out how many i think there, you, there's only been what 39
1: i believe so how many ballots is there in total
0: 200 something
1: oh okay yeah
0: so he he has some time I, I think right now, Beltray, Helton, and
1: uh, Mauer. I, I got it right here. So it's Joe Mauer, 82%. Todd Heldon, 86%. Agent Beltray could be unanimous,
0: 100%. I think he is unanimous, though, you think so honestly.
1: Right now, those are the only three that would be um, indicted if it ended today.
0: So, Get him yeah. in. Get them in.
1: There's still there's still a few more to go, but you know, some uh some already like, like some people already brought out their bandits, but instead of winning uh Billy Ham- I mean Billy Ham- Billy Wagner in, sorry. Again, <laughs> yeah, long Hamm- day at school, you know, these kids are wild and
0: I believe it draining you out, man. You can just see right there. No shout yeah. out to all the teachers out there too for doing these things for the kids for especially during the Christmas time, but even throughout the whole year. Shout out to y'all.
1: No, but so if you, like, if someone to ask you in the street and say, hey, does Billy Wagner get in this year? Is it a yes or no? Realistically,
0: <sighs> I have to say no. Okay. It'd be just barely under 75, though. I'd say that 73 or 74, if anything. Okay. And then before we move
1: over to around the league, did you see that post at BR? Uh, Bleacher Report posted on the Frambois Valdez. Yes. Yes.
0: They're just trying to get clicks at this point.
1: I think so, too. I don't, I don't think he gets traded, but nope. did you see who were the top two landing spots? I don't know if you saw those.
0: I'm throwing a guess. I haven't, but I did see like something out there that would Bleacher Report. But the teams, I'm going to go with Texas Rangers and the New York Yankees.
1: It was actually the Chicago Cubs. Cincinnati Reds and the San and the San Francisco Giants as top three, but not bad. But you would have been right uh, because you said the Dodgers and Yankees, right? Yeah, they were nine and ten on that list. So
0: oh, so I had it backwards then, basically. Yeah,
1: but I mean, I I think so too. I think it's just a like clickbait trying to get you to do it. But again, I don't think faber this is getting traded.
0: Nope. not at all. Not at all.
1: Now. The MLB is rounding out their uh, their season awards, Yeah, they wish away on the Hall of Fame, but they've had the NL Hank Aaron Award given and the AO Hank Aaron Award uh, given as well, and that is Ronald Acuna Junior. and Shohei Otani. I think that was a no brainer. Uh, I one. think that was like it, n- yes.
0: no shocking. I was like, oh yeah, that 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 he's the na- the Hank Aaron Award winner. Yeah, nah, I knew that from the top of the get go.
1: Now some interesting news, like. Like we talked about last podcast, Shohei Ohtani is deferring, uh, two million dollars. I would say sixty-eight million dollars, and is getting paid two million dollars a year to for the Dodgers can you know be competitive throughout his time there. So what do they do? We we talked about this. there's rumors that Tyler Glass now could have been a Dodger, and it's came true. The Dodgers will receive Tyler, right-handed pitcher Tyler, Tyler Glass now and outfielder Manuel Margot. From the Rays in exchange for Ryan right-handed pitcher Ryan Peapot and Johnny DeLuca. I'm not going to lie. That's a pretty good pick up by the Rays. Uh, like, yeah,
0: like, I think
1: totally so. agree. I don't know. I'm not going to say they won the trade yet because I want to see what Tyler Glass now does. But at this point, again, it's looking like the Rays won that trade. And I'll go into that in a little bit. Because because after that, after they signed them, again, the trade – would only come true. what only happen is if if the Dodgers can reach an extension with Glass now, and it does, and they they did a four-year, 110 million dollar extension, in addition to the 25 million he will earn in 2024. Before I ask you, is this a good move for the for the Dodgers? Yes or no? Let me run you by some numbers. So, go ahead. Tyler Glass now has been hit with the injury bug, and the Astros are no stranger to that. So in 2023, coming back from I believe his second Tommy John. He pitched 120 innings. He was he had a whip of 1.83, and he allowed and a 3.53 ERA. That was 21 games started. In 2022, he pitched only 6.2 innings. That in 2022, 2021, 88 innings, 2020, 51 innings, 2019, 60 innings. So. And then took even further in 2018, 55 innings. I
0: thought that was Jacob DeGrom's numbers right there for a second. Now,
1: the most innings he's ever thrown was in 2023, 120. The second closest to that, you have to go back to 2018 when he was with the Pittsburgh Pirates, 111 innings.
0: But what was the record on that?
1: 111 innings. He was two wins, seven losses, a 4.27 ERA, and with a WHIP of 1.272. So that's a that's a pretty high WHIP as well. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you think this was a good extension for the uh, for the Dodgers? Now seeing those innings pitched throughout the years and his track record for his tra- his injury record as well.
0: The injury record just shows right there. I mean, he hasn't pitched a healthy season at all but there is hope for that Dodger organization because he goes to a team that has players like Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Shohei Ohtani, 3 MVPs right there I just named. So the offensive production is going to be there for him to get at least some wins in his record book, but the ERA, the WHIP, um you know, the FIP too as well, that's going to have to put into play, but that's going to count on glass now himself maybe a chain of scenery would go great for him like how he was in Pittsburgh uh, after he got traded from Pitt to Tampa Bay he looked a little better over there but eh, man I mean he's been injured every year I will say this there will be one season though he won't be hurt I think one of one of the four seasons he won't be hurt and Dodger fans better hope that this trade and this extension really goes well, especially Otani since he deferred that 68 million, 2 million for them to go be competitive and go trade and, you know, try to extend and sign some players because they're still with the Yamamoto sweepstakes still. Mm-hmm. And people believe that he's not going to sign until uh, after Christmas to the January 4th deadline. I think he has. So I think like you were saying, I do think this is m- Maybe a win for the Rays because – what's what's his name? Pepoit?
1: Pepuot isn't that.
0: Yeah, I I think he has a lot of upside.
1: He's He's young.
0: Yeah, he's young. uh, Good prospect from the Dodger farm system. Um, I I think it's a great trade for the Rays. But for the Dodgers, on the other hand, I think it could be a win-win if Glass now can stay healthy.
1: Yeah, and then career-wise, he has eight years in the major leagues. Eight years. He's won 30 games and lost 27. It's and not it's, a bad
0: record. Not a bad record.
1: Yeah, I mean like – could be most, better. Yeah, but I'm saying eight years for a starting pitcher. Yeah. that's the record. Like, like, like maybe a bullpen guy. Okay. I can see that.
0: Or maybe a guy that goes five innings and then you just bring him out. and yeah. Bring a long reliever in kind of thing.
1: No, yeah. And, and then like the most wins he had in his career was last year, um, which was 10. And, I, I, I mean, he's 29, right? I get it. Like, you know – like twenty nine doesn't mean like you're bad at baseball at this point, right? It's just you know he, he's got hit with the injury yeah. bug, but again, it's a risky move by the Dodgers. But you know when you have a guy defer that much money, I think you have like you have room to be risky. Like I don't think the Astros have room to be risky because they're just so uh, you know they have to pay so many guys. You know we just talked about the money situation, but you know knowing the Dodgers, they have money for days, you know apparently. So and I mean for for like big news, that's pretty much it. I mean, we do have some offseason signings as well. Pittsburgh Pirates agreed and signed Alfred Andrew McCutcheon. The coach is coming back to the Jolly to the Jolly Roger for one year, five million dollar contract. I like the move. I like the move. I really do. A veteran. Retires as a pirate. Yeah, I think so. I think the, I wouldn't be surprised if this is last season in pitch like overall in the major yeah. leagues and I'm thinking of like a Carlos Beltran type of role, you know, where you take that veteran presence, helping the young guys out as well. So I like it. And then the Arizona Diamondbacks. this is your guy. This is a guy, you know, you thought the Astros could make a run at. Well, he stays in Arizona, Lourdes Guerrero Jr. to a three. Uh, Arizona signed him to a three year, $42 million contract. Cub Locks for 2027 is $14 million. Now, I know the Astros are down in the dumps for money, but I think that's a manageable contract. Wouldn't you think?
0: Yeah, but I think they're just trying to save as much as they can for that Altuve. I think they're just looking for the future of the guys that's in the organization right now than guys like Guerrero, which is a great player. He has ties to Houston. Mm -hmm. His brother was here, but, uh, I mean, understandable. It could have been managed, but, you know, great move by the D-backs.
1: They're getting better and better. Watch out for the D-backs. I think they got, like,
0: Still not done either. Yeah.
1: They got some money to spend. And then the Kansas City Royals, a team that was lost over a hundred games, they're trying to be competitive this year. Again, like I feel like every episode we're talking about them signing somebody and that trend continues, but they signed Michael Walker to a two year, thirty two million dollar contract. And they signed Hunter Renfro to a one year, thirteen million dollar contract. And I think it's like Hunter Renfro uh, fifteen and six years, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. been He's has been passed around more. Never mind. I'm going to stop there. So, <laughs> uh, the Detroit Tigers signed Jack Parody to a one year, $40 million contract. I know he was a St. Louis product. Baltimore Orioles tried to change his luck around, could not find a new home with the Detroit Tigers. And could be, you know, could be. AJ Hinch,
0: you know, extension too for AJ.
1: Went out there. So, could be. And then Texas Rangers, I think this was a good move for them.
0: Definitely, I think Definitely. this is a
1: good move. And it's Even like, though
0: this is an Astros podcast, yeah. oh man, this was—I think it was a decent, great move, like you're saying. But go ahead.
1: It's—I'm gonna butcher his last name, but Tyler Mao, Molly, Molly. There you go. Mike to a two-year, twenty-two million-dollar. Again, I think this is a manager one the Astros could have handled too. Like I don't know. I think like he had a pretty decent season, and now, but I, you know, now with a competitive team, I, you know, just. I like that one. And he was
0: with a competitive team with uh, the Twins, but then he had that injury happen to him. Um, but I mean, he's, I think he's a decent, you know, a decent arm. He's only 28 years old. Yeah.
1: So has and, a he pitched,
0: and he pitched really well with Cincinnati um, in mm-hmm. 2021. So, yeah, and then with Max Scherzer off the, off the rotation for a little from that, that surgery, mm-hmm. I think this is a good move.
1: Yeah, and then sometimes it's not about signing those big stars. It's finding like it's basically more like finding like your pieces to the puzzle instead. Like you know, sometimes it's like you know, maybe that I forgot, and I forgot his name. The guy they signed of the bullpen, uh, the Astros did.
0: Uh, from what year? This year. Oh, um, Souza, is it? No, not oh, no, Or Coleman. Coleman. Yeah, hey, like,
1: like sometimes like the small signs can be big. So I don't know, I mean maybe Ash saw something, but I don't know.
0: But that was a trait though.
1: Yeah, that was a trait, but I'm saying like this this guy could be like that little missing piece of the puzzle that yeah I agree. Uh, that you need, you know. So I mean obviously, I wish could have got him. Hate that it went to the Rangers, but they want to win another one. And then lastly, another Jeter in the Bronx. This time's the Yankees claim top prospect Jeter Downs off waivers from the Nationals. Surprisingly, if if you don't recall, this is Jeter Downs was actually traded to the Red Sox for the for the Mookie Betts deal in 2020. Him and Alex Verdugo came, and now Red Sox have lost both of them. Tough times over there. Dude,
0: that that trade and, just looks bad now. Yeah.
1: Tough times. Do you know why they, you know, they got into my research? I should have, but you know why they waved him? I mean, it was just like one of their top prospects.
0: Yeah, well, he was a top prospect, obviously, with the Dodgers. I don't know why they waved him, but of course, too, remember, I think he was waved off by the Red Sox, and then obviously, too, now with the Nationals, maybe he's, maybe he finds something in New York. He has that Jeter name in him. Derek Jeter could probably possibly give him some tips and regain that top prospect that he wants was.
1: Speaking of Verdugo, did you see that picture of him? It doesn't look beard? good,
0: <laughs> just does not look good. The Verdugo beard is a must, and I think the Yankee, I think that tradition with the Yankees, at least for me, in my opinion, I think that tradition of being clean cut with only maybe a you know a mustache, no beard, nothing like that. I just don't like
1: that. It's outdated for sure, yeah. I just don't like it. I don't know, like, I feel like he looks like a 13 year old kid that. Uh, he's like, they like, trying to, like, what, like, what's my hug at kid? You know, just like, <laughs> I don't know. He looks, he, he looks off on that one.
0: Yep. But that is the end of our show. Of course, this is December 20th on a Wednesday night. If you're listening to us, which a majority of y'all are going to be listening to us on a Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, um, have a safe and great. Merry Christmas, of course. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Angel. Y'all have anything going on? Y'all usually do every Christmas.
1: I think this year my uncle wants to do like a giant pajama sleepover type of oh, thing yeah. at their house. So we'll see how it goes. You know, we usually don't do that, but I mean, well,
0: we was... usually we did that at a time. We did a. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, me and my wife did a Grinch kind of kind of theme pajamas oh, yeah. at least. So that, that's cool.
1: No, oh, yeah, that we already bought our our son his little outfit his a little uh green. oh
0: his first Christmas, yeah, his first but Christmas
1: green and black little check uh played little little syrup. this really nice
0: that's cool, dude. can't wait to see the pics, but everybody else like we were saying, have a safe and great Merry Christmas, of course, we didn't say in the beginning of the podcast, but you see our banner below our ticker below actually uh follow us wherever you get us on t- on tick on tick. <laughs> Twitter, right, TikTok, <laughs> Twitter, TikTok, um, of course, FSA Full Scene Ahead on Instagram. And then follow us wherever you get your podcasts, from Google to Apple to Spotify. Of course, our YouTube channel, if you're watching this, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, get the latest news from us. But other than that, Angel, you got anything else before we sign off?
1: No, just happy holidays. Um, hopefully, you guys spend it well, safe, and thank you for listening. It's been kind of slow, so we, and we, need to, you know, we need to tell your friends. Come here, us, you know, we got you in the off offseason, not just during the regular season as well.
0: Yeah, lots of gum up for the next year, which the next year is just upon us. It is just upon us after this episode. We have one more before the new year, and, of course, we'll be ready for 2024. But until then, y'all stay safe. Have a blessed and safe Christmas out there. Happy holidays to everybody, and we'll talk to y'all next week.
1: Peace.